I thank him. Does anyone thank him today? Can anyone say, Lord, I thank you that you never gave up on me, Lord? Woo, Jesus. My God. When I was dead in trespasses and sins, he loved me all the more. Like a heat-seeking missile, he sent the Holy Ghost to find me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. God, I thank you today. I thank you today, God. I thank you today, God. I thank you today, God. Listen, I know that you're at the end. This is the last uh, chapel of the year. I know that you all graduate. Any seniors in the house that are graduating? Hallelujah. I just want to bless you, those of you who are being launched by the Holy Ghost to go out into the world and to make a difference. Listen, what the Lord has had upon my heart and on my mind for North Central, Jeff is so right. I'm so grateful. I'm grateful for good brothers in Christ. I'm so grateful for the way that God blesses to the overflow. You know, we sing these songs and we talk about the blessing of God. And sometimes when we don't see them right away, we think that God has fallen short on his promise. But how many of you know sometimes God has got to prepare us to receive the very blessings that we pray for? Some of us aren't ready for the things that we've prayed for. But if you keep praying and trusting, God will do that. And God has been so good to me. I'm so grateful for Dr. Hagen. He's a mighty man of God, y'all. North Central's getting ready to blow up, my God. Come on. People don't even know. People think North Central just over here in this little, they don't know, right? How many say they don't know? They don't know. They don't even know. Y'all getting ready to kick some doors down and blow some stuff up and take some territory and lay hands on people and double your enrollment and God, I thank you. Come on. You know why? Because we need some Holy Ghost-filled, fire-baptized people in the earth who are unashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, who are going to do whatever's necessary, who believe in sanctification, who believe that God is who he says he is, and he's going to do what he says he's going to do, and he's going to do it in us. How many of you can say, yeah, Lord? Come on. Y'all know I'm at home. Look, I work at Bethel, but I am Holy Ghost filled, fire baptized. Y'all need to know. I'm laying hands on students in my office. They getting filled with the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you, y'all have blessed them. Students from Bethel have been at praise gathering all year long. And they're coming back and saying, what fire is that? I'm like, it's the same fire available to you, baby. There ain't nothing going on in North Central that you can't have. You just need to press in and say, Holy Ghost, I want to be filled to the overflow. I want to worship unashamed. I want to lay prostrate on the floor. I want to do whatever's necessary. I want to kick devils in their teeth. I want to be free from everything that tries to bind me. I want to be who you say I am. I'm going to tell you what. The king is coming. The king is coming. And the enemy is trying to get us to turn our faces toward what is happening in the culture. He's trying to get us distracted by the things he tries to drop. He's trying to let us think that because of what he tried to do in Sri Lanka, that God isn't God. But how many of you know those 395, those children who were saying, I worship God, in the moment that bomb went off, are forever in the presence of the king of all creation. Don't you let the devil depression, anxiety, whatever's trying to come at you, you better serve notice to the devil that I am who God says I am 
I shall do what God says I shall do. No temporary situation in mind or body shall ruin my anointing in the spirit. I will go forward and be bold. How many of you would say amen? Listen, the king is coming. We need to arise because the king is coming. We need to open our eyes because the king, he's coming. And no matter what is happening in your life or mine, we've got to know and trust that the king has not forgotten you. When we have sung over and over and over in death and in life, I am confident. And what, right? I'm confident. We got to be confident. You have to be confident in this day. There are going to be people who are going to walk straight up to you and tell me and tell you that you are a fool for believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. They will use atheism. They will use their intellectualism. They will use anger. They will use emotionalism. They will use fear to try to get you to cower. But when the Holy Ghost is on the inside of you, there is no devil in hell that can stop you. That thing's going to have to bow its knee as you in the presence of that devil and tell that thing it's got to bow its knee to Jesus. My God, the Holy Ghost is all in this place. And he wants us to know that the king is soon to return. Listen, Ephesians chapter 3 is where we're going this morning. Ephesians chapter 3. And I'm not going to be in front of you long, but the time that I am in front of you, we're going to worship a little bit. Amen? Because if y'all came, to we not have some fun? If y'all came, let's get this word. Because things can change in an instant. We see that. Things can change in an instant. So let the word of God, the word says, dwell in your heart richly. Let the word of God be in your heart. Since Listen, so we're going to Ephesians chapter 3, beginning at verse 1. It says, since then, you've been raised with Christ. Hallelujah, we just celebrated the resurrection of the king. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. How many know the right hand is the right hand of power? Right? That's where your help comes from. The word says we can lean on his righteous right arm. The right arm is the arm of judgment, is the arm of power. He's seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died. Guess what? Old self should have died a long time ago. First time you murmured, Jesus, save me, fill me with the Holy Ghost. Your old self, old habits, old attitudes, old behaviors should have died and been buried. And the word of God is saying, look, since you did, since your old self died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God, that means that you are a treasure. It's like those, it's like those uh, Russian dolls that you see that they are uh, stacked one on top of another and you are hidden in Christ who is hidden in God. That means the greatest things in you, you are hidden in Christ, in God. That means the greatest treasure of your life. When Jesus Christ is surrounding you and the Father is surrounding him, the devil can't get to your treasure. The devil can't touch what God has already surrounded. You are a treasure. So you need to stop opening yourself and giving so much of your treasure away. Oh, stop giving your treasure away. Stop giving your soul and your spirit and your body away. Stop giving your treasure away. You've got too much anointing for all that. But the word of God that's for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Listen to this, verse 4. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear like him in glory. That is not only a statement, that's a goal. 
That's not only a statement. Paul is saying your old self died. Your new self has been hidden in Christ in God. And when Christ finally appears, who is your life? Someone say, Jesus is my life. Listen, he ought to be our lives. It says, when Christ, who is your life, appears, you will also appear like him in glory. How many of you know when he is our life and our holy preoccupation? When we can't be sidelined by what the media says, we're not going to be sidelined by politics. We're not going to be sidelined by foolishness. We're not going to be sidelined by a breakup that God might have been saving you from some misery later. We're not going to be sidelined by foolishness. We're not going to be sidelined by our own problems because the word of God says we can come before the throne of God and obtain grace and mercy to help in time of need. Listen, when we stop being sidelined by foolishness, and we realize that Christ is our life, our joy, our breath, our healing, our knowledge, our wisdom. When he appears, guess what? We're going to appear with him. We're going to appear with him. But how many of you know we got to be holy to appear with him? He's not going to have holiness. He's not going to have heaven contaminated by unholiness. And too many people, even churches, I'm going to call it out, even denominations are trying to flip the script on the word of God thinking that we don't have to do anything special or we don't have to be holy to get into heaven. Can somebody say that's the devil? you got to be holy to be in the presence of God. And when he appears, we're going to appear like him. Listen, it says, put to death, therefore, since your life is hidden in Christ in God, since you're going to appear in the holy place, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. So how many of you know Jesus is coming, but so is the wrath of God? We want to talk a lot about the love of God and the holiness of God, but we don't want to talk about Jesus coming. We don't want to talk about the wrath of God coming. We always want to talk about Jesus. Jesus is love. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is my bro. Jesus is my homie. Listen, Jesus will have eyes of fire, and Jesus is coming to wipe out anything that is unholy. So we need to stop playing and straddling the fence and make sure that you're walking in holiness and in the full revelation of Jesus Christ so you can be sure that you're going to be with Jesus. So he's going to appear. But the word of God says that also that God is coming and says because of these things, because of the evil in the earth that the enemy is trying to convince the world is normal, the wrath of God is coming. He said, now listen, before you want to judge the world, he said, verse 7, you used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived. So before you start tripping on everybody else and saying, "Mm, you need to get saved, you need to remember it was a hot minute ago that you were not. It might have been yesterday. It might have been this morning. Right? His mercies are new every morning. So before we start to tell people how unholy they are and start to paint them with a wide brush of you not ready for the kingdom, we better turn that holy mirror of the word of God on ourselves and say, God, am I ready for the kingdom? That doesn't mean don't be bold. That doesn't mean go call your friends about Jesus. But it does mean you better walk in holiness. And with holiness comes humility. And with humility and sanctification comes an anointing that is able to destroy yokes in other people's lives. How many of you know that you have the yoke-destroying power of God in your life? Know it. He says, you must now also rid yourselves of such things as anger. Whoop, hold on. 
We were all cool with talking about the other stuff. Yeah, lust and mad. Okay, he said, yeah, but that angry attitude you got, get rid of it. Rage, you better handle it. Malice, you can't get in with it. Slander and filthy language, you better cut that out right now. Do not lie to each other. Ooh. Don't lie to each other. Don't go soft on your brothers and sisters. Don't tell them, look, that's, that's not my business. I'll pray for you. Listen, don't lie to each other. Don't be in your roommate's face talking about, girl, we cool. Then the next thing you call your friend talking about, man, she a trifling mess. Listen, you just are missing the opportunity to be in the presence of God. You better be a bold believer and get things right the first time. Don't let trifling, small, ignorant emotions steal your joy and your opportunity for eternity. Remember Moses who had done all of that work and he missed entering into the promised land because he started grumbling, y'all. Moses was a holy man, somebody who was in the presence of God, but he missed it. Why? Because he thought he was so secure he could start mumbling and grumbling. Listen, we serve a holy God. And we need to remember his holiness. Are y'all with me? He said, do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices. In other words, you have no reason to lie. If your old self died, if your new self is hidden in Christ and God, if you're filled with the Holy Ghost, if you put off those old things, there's no reason to lie. You ought to be free. Do not lie since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge and in the image of its creator. Isn't that beautiful? It's being renewed. God says, put on your new stuff. Take off those old rags and put on some new stuff, which is being renewed. That is a beautiful way of saying God is continuing, right? This is Philippians 1.6. He who began a good work in you shall be faithful to complete it. Hear me now. I'm not suggesting that you have to be perfect all at one time, but God is perfecting us, and we have to be willing to accept that which he is perfecting. And sometimes in the perfecting process, just like he did in John 15 with Jesus, he's got to cut some things loose. He's got to let some things go. He's going to lop some things off. He's going to prune some fruit in our lives. But it's only so that we can produce more fruit. Hear me now, North Central, my brothers and sisters in Christ, who I pray I shall be worshiping with forever and eternity. Your job is to hold me accountable my degree and my position at, North, at Bethel University, who I almost prophesied and said at North Central, my position at North Central, hold on, hold on. Dr. Hagen, my position at North Central, record that. I'm prophesying, okay, I just had to put that out there. Wyatt, did you get that? Get that, Wyatt. Get that, Wyatt got that? Okay, you got it? Okay, Wyatt got that for me. Listen. Because who the sun sets free is free indeed. And I know I'm in front of some free people. Listen, I want to just give you a few things. Listen, if the king is coming, we've got to live like we are alive. Live like you are actually alive in Christ. Live as though the promises of God that are yes and amen are yours. Now, I know I'm in front of some people right now, and I know the devil is messing with you, and I know you're thinking right now that you could be writing a paper while I'm preaching this word. But there is no better place you need to be than under the word of God with a woman of God who has been saved by the word of God itself. You need to be still and let God do what he needs to do in some of you because you don't want to leave this year not having everything that God has for you to have at North Central. God has placed you under anointed leaders for a reason. 
But since God has told you what to do, since he gave you his great and exceedingly precious promises, since he gave you his son Jesus Christ to die on the cross, you better start living like you alive. Because if Jesus is alive and alive forevermore, you better start living like you alive. Why would I say such a thing? Because too many of us live like we're not. Too many of us live like we are not. We get in difficulties, we experience brokenness, and we turn our face on God. We forget the promises of God. We don't open those journals that we've been writing for years. We don't go back to the chronicles of the things that God has done for us. We think that God is slow concerning his promise. But how many of you know that in the darkest night, your praise ought to be the brightest? In the darkest time when you don't know what to say, the words of the Holy Ghost will groan for you. When you are in pain, how many of you could say, yeah, I've had some pain in this season? Look, you need to learn how to groan in the pain. You need to learn how not to give up in the pain. You need to not let the devil, when he's trying to twist your arm, you better you learn to use the rest of your body to kick him down when he's trying to twist your arm. And so go back to that old lifestyle. Nobody will know if you just smoke one blunt. Nobody will know if you drink one. Nobody will know if you sneak over to the you. Nobody will know what you're doing over there. Yeah, the Holy Ghost knows and sees all things. And what he's saying to you is do not call yourself a believer and then be trifling. Do not call yourself a believer and then mess up my witness because you don't want to do the hard work. The word of God says that we have not suffered to the shedding of our blood. None of us has suffered to the greed that Jesus has. So baby, you may have suffered, but so have I. You may have lost friends in gun violence, but so have I. You might have had jacked up relationships, but so have I. You might hate yourself, but so have I. You might have devils in your ear, but so have I. But guess what? Here's the good news. None of those voices, none of those situations could make or break me. Because Jesus Christ, I decided in and out, high and low, up and down. He was going to be my everything, my all in all, my noontime and my morning and my evening. I'm preaching to people who ought to know this word and ought to be preaching it with me. Y'all ought to be preaching this word with me. Why? Because you got next. It's your job now, not just seniors, to go out in that world. Who are you going to go and share the gospel with? Who are you going to go and honor the word of God with? Don't tell me y'all can jump and shout and lay out and then you can't share the gospel. I'm not even buying it. If all this ha-ba-ba-shanti isn't going to make you bold, what is it for? What is it for? What is your degree for? What is chapel for? What is it for? It ought to be to build us up, to put the full armor of God on, to stay wide awake, to get that word, to claim it for ourselves, to put it on the inside of us. Come on, y'all. I know some of you are graduating next week, but you're graduating to bigger things. Can I tell you that that degree is just the first stop? The degree that you're going to get when you walk across that stage it's simply you being deputized in the army of the Lord to say, God's like, okay, I've promoted you. Get busy about my business. Mighty men and women of God, anointed kings and queens, you have been called into the regiment of God Almighty. The Lord of heaven's armies has called you. And this is not a time for us to be faint. This is not a time for us to be faint. How many of you know that there are people looking at the church and saying, hmm, 
How many of you have had some church hurt where you're like, yeah, I've been mm, right along with them? But how many of you know that the church is God's bride that he's coming back for? How many of you know that there can be false churches like there'll be false prophets, but with the Holy Ghost, we can discern the difference? If you're not discerning the difference, listen, don't ever let a man or a woman of God stand in front of you and simply because of their position tell you anything and you just take it at face value. You better open the word of God, study to show yourself approved as a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. You better take everything I just said and you better put it against the word of God. The only reason I have the opportunity to stand in for you is because my faith has been tested and tried and examined by Jeff, by Doug, by Dr., by, by, by all, many people. The only reason I have the right to stand before you is because as a sister in Christ, I am one who has been fighting for you and your generation 25 years. When I'm looking at you, I'm looking at my own children. I have an 18-year-old and a 16-year-old, and I will be doggone if the devil takes them out. But guess what? I will be even more doggone if he tries to take you out because you belong to me because we're purchased by the same blood. So my responsibility is to pray for you. I'm not here to judge anybody, but I am here to tell you, wake up because the king is coming, and he's coming quickly. So live like you're alive, not just a breathing human being, but as those born again who have the very spirit of God living on the inside of them. And use the power of the Holy Ghost, the same dunamis power, the word from which we get dynamite, the same that's on the inside of you that busted Jesus out of the grave. That same power is on the inside of you. Dunamis, the Greek word means power. It's where we get dynamite. Dunamis dynamite, it means that you have explosive power. Do you realize that? Say, someone say, I have explosive power. You have explosive power. When you pray, you have explosive power. Young ladies, you know you can be as cute and demure, as soft as you want to be, and then you can just bust up in a place and just wreck shop. Did you know that? Did you know that? Young ladies, you can be cute. I see, I know all y'all got your, you know, I see it. I put on my, you know, bronzer and stuff today too. Because cute is what cute does, amen? Right, we go to hallelujah for Sephora, right? We go and give a praise, right? Brothers, you just need to say thank you, Lord. Right, thank you, Lord. You ain't got no raggedy sisters up in here. The beauty is magnificent, ladies, amen? Praise wave, praise wave, queens, praise wave, right? Okay. However, the glory that we have on the outside should never be greater than the glow from the inside. Right? So the Holy Ghost ought to be our daily operator and motivator and change agent. Listen, friends, since the king is coming and since you are alive, you better die. Since you are alive, you've got to die daily. Since you and I are alive to the things of God, we've got to make sure that the things that are trying to drag us back into old life. How many know what I'm talking about? The old things, the things that you think you're cool with and you think you've buried it and then the next thing you know, you're back there. And you're looking around like, how did I get, how did I get back here? Right? Satan is impeccably patient. He's like an undertow. How many of you ever been in the ocean? How many of you ever been in the ocean and been dragged away by an undertow? You were just picking up your little shells, doing your little thing, seeing your family on the beach, you down there playing and jumping. The next thing you look up and what is in front of you looks nothing like it was before. 
Why? Because that undertow just kept nudging you further and further and further away from your set point in God. Listen, the Holy Spirit is there to protect you and to also say, wake up, wake up, wake up. The undertow is coming after you, getting dragged away. How many of you know the word of God says that the enemy tries to drag us away and entice us? So he doesn't simply drag us away with our old stuff. He dresses it up as something new and fresh. He makes it smell good. Right? And then he tries to drag us, not just drag us away, but entice us. He tries to bribe us. He tries to put a check on it. He tries to put a ring on it. He tries to put some stuff on it, trying to entice us and say, come this way. You can keep them, but you might have to give something up to keep them. He's trying to entice us. He's trying to say no good men are out there. No good women are out there. He's trying to entice you, and you better tell the devil he is a liar. That is why the word of God says what? The word of God says that we need to bring every thought what? Captive to the obedience of Christ. Every thought that you think is not yours. Did you know that? Every thought that you think is not yours. The enemy will throw and send arrow after arrow after arrow at you every day. And unless you take those thoughts you are thinking and examine them and bring them before the king, you will start to examine thoughts that turn into actions, that turn into behaviors, that turn into a lifestyle that you did not promise God that you would live. You have got to learn how to keep some things dead. How to make sure that you've not only put the dirt on it, but you've put the headstone on it and said, here lies the old Laurel Bunker who used to be a liar and used to be full of herself and used to do A, B, C, and D, but she died 25 years ago when she was at Calvary Baptist Church where she knelt on the ground and she said, Jesus saved my soul. That sister's not coming back. And if you see her, just like the walking dead, you better get something and you better... You better make sure she dead. You better take the Bible and beat that old thing down because I guarantee you it's an imposter. I guarantee you it's a moment. It's a situation. You better pray until we can get that old thing dead. Listen, since you are alive, die daily. If you're struggling to follow Christ, it may be that you have some hangers on, some things in the closet, some unconfessed sin, some if people really know what I did, they'd never forgive me stuff. Anyone know what I'm talking about? That one thing. How many know about that one thing? The one thing that the devil uses to try to torment you. That one thing that the enemy says, if anybody knew, you couldn't be no worship leader. How many of you know God already knows and he wants you to be free indeed? So there are some lifestyle issues that you might still have lingering in your life, but God wants to help you. You have no obligation to the flesh or to the devil. God wants to make sure that you don't miss out on miracles. Listen, we got to get associated with miracles again, brothers and sisters. We have got to know that miracles exist. How many of you know that little boy that was thrown off of the third floor balcony at the Mall of America is a miracle? Come on! What is this? One story right here? Three stories up. A little boy weighing less than 100 pounds, thrown off by a grown man, has no head injury, has no spinal injury, has no organ damage. How many of you know that was God? His word says he shall give his angels command to guard us in all of our ways and upon their hands they shall bear us up lest we dash our foot against a stone or get thrown off 
that that baby boy Landon is alive and doing well. You know why? Because he's attached to a church of praying people. The Living Word Church under the great Mac Hammond has been praying for that baby. And when that man started to throw him off, his mama said, oh, my God, somebody pray. She didn't say help. She didn't call for the police. She called on Jesus. She called on Jesus. She called on Jesus. Listen, the devil's trying to throw some of your dreams over the balcony. He's trying to tell some of y'all, he's trying to push some of your stuff aside. He's trying to take your greatest desires and throw them over. But how many of you know anything he throws over? God's angels can just catch up in their own hands. They can't take you down. So hear this, because I know some of you have to go off to class, but some of you might want to stay at this altar for a little bit. Listen, the word of God says that we need to live holy, for without holiness, no one will see the Lord. And finally, we need to live with expectation. We need to live with the expectation that God is going to do what he said he's going to do. Finally, my friends, those of you who are here, we need to live as ambassadors of righteousness. Here's what I'm asking you in this final season. As you get ready to graduate, pack up your stuff and leave. Here's what I'm asking you to do. I am asking you to pray as you are packing, as you are studying and say, Lord, give me one or two people this summer. One or two that I can minister to. One or two that I can bring to salvation. One or two, Lord, give me the game plan. Give me the words. Give me the prayer life. Give me the fasting. Give it to me, Lord, because time is short and the king is coming. And how many of you know we don't have time for assassin's bullets? We don't have time for death in our streets. We don't have time for wrong situations. We have to be the kind of people that are Holy Ghost people who are calling out of order things into order. That we are calling the things that are crazy into order. We are the people of a generation of the king of all creation and we are standing at our assignment saying, Lord, we are ready. So if you all would stand with me, we're going to pray a prayer collectively. We're going to raise our hands together in faith on this last chapel and we are going to ask God not only that he would fulfill his promise concerning North Central, not only that he would fulfill his promise concerning your classmates and your, uh, your friends and your faculty, but that he would fulfill his promises concerning you. Come on, lift up your voice and say, God, I thank you for your promise concerning me. God, I thank you that you are who you say you are. God, I thank you that you are the Lord of the promise. God, I thank you that you are the Lord of the breakthrough. God, I thank you that there's nothing too hard for you. God, we bring North Central before you, God. And we thank you for favor that you're giving us, God, with downtown and the city councils. God, I thank you for giving us the money and the increase to break things out, to break things through. I thank you for doubling and tripling the number of students who come here. I thank you that we are people who are writing prophetic songs in the Holy Ghost. I thank you, Lord God, that you have given us your exceedingly great and precious promises. God, we banish fear as the people of the promise. We banish the work of the devil as people of the promise. We are worshipers as people of the promise. Lord, your word says, out of our belly shall flow living water. Lord, let living water flow out of me. Let it flow, Lord. Come out, cry out. Let it flow, Lord. Let it flow, Lord. Let it flow out of me, God. Lord God, since we have died and our old life is hidden with Christ in God, let us be people who are living a new life, a resurrected life, a holy life, a sanctified life, a joy-filled life, a dunamis power life. Lord God, use us today to save somebody's soul. 
soul. Lord God, help us not to judge people harshly, but Lord God, with humility, help us to bring the word of God to them that they might see that Jesus is the greatest thing, the greatest love, the greatest hope for all eternity. God, we thank you for the courage of those people who died in those bombings in Sri Lanka. We thank you, Lord God, for their promise. Lord God has now been fulfilled, and they are now in the presence of the King. Oh God, not unto us, oh Lord. Come on, y'all. Not unto us, oh God. Not unto us, oh God. Not unto us, oh God, but unto you, God. Be glory. Have your way in my life. Have your way in our lives. Have your way in us this summer. Let us be conduits of grace. God, give us favor. Open doors that otherwise have been shut. God, shut the doors in the devil's face that have been open. Give us courage today, God, to be your people. Lord God, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for who you are. We thank you for what you've done. We thank you for the Holy Ghost. We thank you, Lord God, for everything that you have given us. And God, as we dismiss from this place, as we prepare, Lord God, to launch a a number of young people off, even next weekend, Lord God, be with them, bless them, serve them. For those going into covenant marriage, Lord God, may they be self-sacrificial. For those who are finding joy in singleness, Lord God, keep them, Lord God, as you always do. And Lord God, let us remember that you are coming back. We don't know the day or the hour, but this we know, Jesus Christ, you died on a rugged cross on a hill called Golgotha, but you did not stay on that cross, nor did you stay, Lord God, in the grave, but you took the keys to death, hell, and the grave. And now you're sitting on the right hand of the Father, interceding for us. So we thank you that we win, God. We thank you that we win, God. And because of what you've done, because you died and you rose again, we live. And we don't just live, but we live without power, God. So we live we die daily. We live as your ambassadors. We walk in power under the unction of the Holy Spirit, and we live as free indeed people. God, we thank you. We thank you for this preached word. We thank you for these people. May they now go out in boldness to do what you have called them to do. And we thank you for it, God, in the matchless name of the one that was and is and is to come. The way, the truth, the life, the door, the bread, the living water, Jesus Christ himself. And all who would agree with me would give Jesus Christ a mighty amen. God bless y'all. Give God some praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah.